Hello and welcome to Entertainment Talk TV, where myself and Robert... Hello, Robert. Hello. How you, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We just got finished with our Gaming Talk podcast and we're ready to talk about TV. Uh, this is episode 10 for the podcast. Um, so yeah, I have some shows listed down here which we can talk about in a minute, but uh, what have you been what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff. Probably the thing that's been fascinating me the most is, uh, I don't know if it's launched in the UK, but there's a TV show here in the States called APV. APB, rather. A- APB. All, it's a, a police code. It's short for All Points Bulletin. Okay. Uh, basically, when something like really serious happens, and they want everybody to uh, focus all their attention on either looking for a person or a car or whatnot, they put out an All Points Bulletin, which is an APB, which is the name of the show. I think I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it, so... Yeah. Uh, the easy easiest way to describe it is it's Iron Man without the superpowers. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the premise of the show is there's this tech billionaire genius named uh, Gideon Reeves. Mm. Uh, he's an inventor, a scientist, an engineer, you know, super, super smart dude. And he is uh, given some presentation for his latest technology and it goes great and everything, and then he and his best friend are on their way home, and he stops into a convenience store to get some cigarettes, mm-hmm. and somebody robs the place, which is not good. And his friend comes in because uh, Gideon hadn't come out of the store for a while, interrupts the robbery, and gets shot. Uh, you know, So the whole tragic backstory begins. Right. Right. Uh, the Gideon character goes to the police department and just sees how laughably out of date pretty much everything they use is you know the computers technology the forensics everything and so he gets into his head i'm going to fix the this problem he just he doesn't see it as like you know bureaucracy or anything like that he sees it as an engineering problem that has to be fixed Mm -hmm. and so he kind of bullies the city council into letting him take over the district the precinct for the district that you know for the police precinct that that is in yeah. And uh, he basically just like retrofits everything, throws a ton of money at everything, and then basically ever since that pilot episode, he's been trying to fight crime from an engineering standpoint. Uh, it's utterly fascinating in that because all the tech is based on reality. It's not like Iron Man where you know you got suits and you can fly or whatnot. Everything that shows up in the show is one hundred percent based in something real that could be made. Okay. I mean, obviously they. Had, they take a few liberties with things like uh, there's a you know they have drones to help you know the assist with the police that fly around, but the drones you know have unlimited range from the person that's controlling them and have unlimited you know flexibility and move and 100 percent precision, which obviously does not happen. Um, <laughs> the guy invented a weapon that is a combo weapon that shoots bullets and tasers, which. You know, in theory, you could probably do it. It wouldn't be as small as the guns that they're holding for the props, but, you know, they're prop guns, so they're meant to do that. Okay. Uh, a lot of it is just stuff that you couldn't get away with, not in terms of, you know, physics, but in terms of legality. Uh, it's, you know, it's not that they're technically doing something illegal. It's just what they're doing would be challenged in court as being, you know, this isn't something you're specifically allowed to do, or this is something that is unconstitutional for this reason. 
and they haven't really gotten into that yet. It's more of still kind of establishing the universe and establishing the world that they're living in. Uh, but it's fascinating to see just because it's something that I'm surprised somebody hasn't done. Mm. Uh, like like really early into the uh, the start of the show, the guy launches the APB app, and basically it's a you know it, it is what it sounds like. It's a cell phone app that people use to help report crimes. So instead of, you know, calling 911 or I guess it's 999 for emergency services in the UK. Yeah. Uh, you basically have an app that's linked with the police department and you just like, like snap a picture. This guy just did this and that picture gets sent to the precinct and then that sends it out to the cop cars. So it's meant to cut down on lag time between, you know, reporting a crime and getting somebody to the scene and things like that. Okay. And I, and I was wondering, it's like somebody does a hit and run, and then they drive off. You dial nine, whatever, and then yeah. call them, and then da da da. I get what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty but, good. You know, yeah. cell phones are so prolific now that I'm surprised. I and mean, when you think about news, when's the first time you think you hear about news? You don't hear it on the telly anymore. No. You know, it pops up in Twitter, it pops up on your Facebook feed, or pops up on whatever social media the power platform of you social use. Social media and the internet. Yep, and a lot of countries that you know that try to censor that kind of thing to where they don't want what's happening being known outside are having problems with that because you know you can't really block it in some way, and there's always a way around it. So that mm. concept of you know somebody partnering with like a police department to come up with an app to try to cut down on crime rates, I'm honestly shocked somebody hasn't tried that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I know it's a little bit of a, of a uh, change of topic, but, like, the Nintendo Switch, I'm surprised it took that long, like, because of the amount of generations that we've had that somebody hasn't come up with that idea. It's kind of the same uh-huh. sort of like mindset sort of thing. But, yeah, I get what you mean. It's um, odd that somebody hasn't yet. So, um, I think I did hear somebody talk about this show. Um, I think it was the guys over at uh, com. one of my favorite... Uh, pairs of podcasters they're called uh, Jim and Aaron um, Aaron also has a wife called Cecily who sometimes um, does some podcasts so uh, have, you, have you heard of them before? I think I mentioned them to you before I've heard you mention them but it's not anything that I've listened to uh, recently I'm kind of bogged down with some other podcasts right now so okay cool um, any other stories you want to talk about? Uh, Gotham is back, which I'm very excited for. Uh, okay. I've only seen like the first half of the relaunch episode. Uh, I actually stopped watching it so we could do this podcast, and as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going back to watching it. Cool. Uh, but I I love the show just because you know it makes the world of Batman make more sense. I mean, obviously with the the tragedy of Batman and becoming Batman makes sense mm-hmm. a bit in that character dynamic. But that doesn't really explain how all the other characters came to be. I mean, why does you know the Riddler the Riddler, and why is Two Face Two Face? You know, well, Two Face is a little bit of an obvious one, but you get what I'm talking yeah, about. It's like sometimes bad thing. Yeah, sometimes the character creation of why they're doing what they're doing hasn't really made much sense, and this show is really good. You know, focusing on the villains and focusing on the city itself and how things got to that point. Yeah. Uh, the episode that just relaunched, I won't give away any spoilers, but it all focuses around, uh, what's the actor's name? Corey, Mike, Corey Michael Smith, who plays Edward Nigma. Uh, okay. the episode is any, called the, any actors names yeah, the, the episode show. is called the rise of the Riddler. So it's basically, 
if you've seen the show, you've seen that that character has been devolving into psychosis and becoming fixating on his own riddles. Because that was something that when the show first launched, he kind of did it as a, like you know a, a just fun kind of banter to try to socialize and uh, interact yeah, with people because he wasn't the, the sort of pun intended pun not intended the uh, the Joker of, of yeah. where he was working. So. Um, yeah, it was a way for him to like interact with people because he didn't have those kinds of skills. And this episode, in the as the series has gone on, he's kind of been fixated on that. And now in this episode, he's uh, going full on nut job with it. And it's a really good episode, and I'm really glad that the show's back. Cool. Um, I, I don't mind Gotham. The, se- the third season hasn't started over here. Channel Five hasn't even given a month or a date or anything. I haven't even seen a single advert for it. Um, I I think in the I think it was in the last TV episode we did, which was episode nine, uh, which you can go listen to. I I kind of explained my frustration with the show. It still is the same, um, the the same type of frustration. But I I like the idea of it and kind of the premise. I just think it's going to take too long to get there, and they're going to make the show longer than it it needs to be. But because they're going, they're kind of going for the whole Smallville thing, but with uh, a young Bruce and you know these, these other villains. Because the villains are, are, are pretty prominent in in Gotham. Because you have you've had the Riddler and um, Penguin be pretty prominent and regular characters. Um, so yeah, I'm interested in more sort of the development of the show in the future, and less of the sort of episodic episodes because um, mm-hmm. I can feel that it's going to do the 10 season 22 episode thing uh, unless you know something happens and they decide to go a bit quicker but then again they don't have any reason to need to rush it um, but uh, it, just in case you're like a new listener my sort of frustration was that it's telling the it's telling the story of a young Bruce Wayne and how like he's going to become Batman and we obviously we know that because you know that's Batman's story. Uh, but it's sort of like you know this boy's going to become Batman, but not yet. And then next se- the season after, it's like this boy's going to become Batman, but not yet. And it's kind of like when is that going to happen? Um, I feel like one of the things is. Preventing that is the boy's age because he's still what like how old is he's he? still very yeah, he's, he's probably still... if I had to guess it he'd probably be somewhere in like the thirteen to fourteen range mm. if that so probably like season three Clementine age Walking Dead yeah like the sort about of grown up age yeah the sort of preteen kind of age um which is kind of where Catman Catwoman is in the show uh, she's one of my favorite characters on the show as well um. But yeah, that's kind of how I how I feel about it. It's just that you, a little bit like my problem with the recent Guardians of the Galaxy episode um, of the Telltale game, which is you know what's going to happen. It's just the case of getting there. Um, that's been my problem with one other show that I have on the on this list that I've made today. Um, so yeah, it's just a case of waiting for them to get to those particular checkpoints. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and and that's absolutely understandable. I mean, that's something that, you know, I can kind of see as well. Uh, But then what you do is, 
you made the uh, Smallville reference. I went t- ten seasons with, with that show, and he never wa- wore the uh, Superman costume. Mm. Uh, but this show, I mean, it's Gotham, so it's really more about the city and the villains. And so they're starting to get the villains to where they need to be in terms of uh, um, being, being, you know, being the masked villains, like being the, the Penguin, being the Riddler. Yeah. And that's what this episode is really about is the emergence of the Riddler as a character. Mm. Um, and he's, and I won't spoil really anything for it, but let me just say that uh, they are getting there in terms of having that character. So, Cool. Good. I hope that uh, it gets there soon and kind of you know, reinvests me a bit more, because I am interested in the bigger picture of it, and the idea of it is pretty good. So... Um, yeah, what, what else have you been watching that you want to talk about? Uh, there's a show called Scorpion that I kind of got into late. Have you heard of that at all? I haven't. Uh, basically the premise is, is a, Scorpion's the name of a team of super geniuses. Like, the leader of the, sh- the uh, group is, uh, has like 197 IQ, and they work with the Department of the Government to kind of solve problems. And so they just kind of go around getting into adventures. It's not a bad show. It's a little uh, uh, cliche, but I am, you know, kind of fascinated with it just because it's something that I'm sure exists somewhere. I'm sure, like, there's some government department that has, like, a team of super geniuses, you know, going around fixing problems that we just never hear about. Mm. Okay. What what um, network or channel is it on? Uh, it's on CBS, so yeah. it's kind of hard to catch. I don't. They they're not really big fans of streaming. Uh, mm. Like their uh, shows, their the streaming is exclusive to uh, their website, and unless you're like a paid member, you can only do the latest episode. Oh right, okay. That's that's kind of the same thing with um on the Roku Now TV boxes you have the ITV player and it only has the latest episode of, of its shows and at least with the shows that I um, checked for episodes on but uh, usually if something's on one of those channels um, ITV in particular I would just record it and fast through the adverts so um, yeah I, I don't use many of the like on demand players really because um, either they have the adverts or the episodes are just in different places and stuff, um, but you know, I tend to just record, and then it's got all of. Instead of me searching through a list of shows um, on my DVR, it's just got stuff that just I pick. So I find that that's the easiest way to get around that. Um, what else have you been have you been watching? Uh, outside of that, there hasn't really been anything that I've been watching TV wise on a regular basis. Okay, I'll go through my list of things that I have. Um, an upcoming show, one that hasn't actually aired, um, well, it's aired its previous four seasons, um, and I spoke about it before. Have you seen House Cods? I keep meaning to watch that, but then I never get around to doing it. Hmm. I sort of fell into that trap a bit, and then I was like, season five is starting probably later this year, and then, like, I was thinking, if I don't start it now, I'm just going to fall another season behind. So, um, yeah, I just press play. So, it's sort of what's you have to do in terms of that is like if you're sort of like I want to watch this thing but not right now you just have to press play and let the show just kind of take you so um yeah I'm pretty excited for this fifth season especially the way with the fourth season ended I won't spoil anything in particular but um it was probably the most high stakes the show has had and if you listen to any of our previous podcasts you know that I'm a fan of 
you know, high stakes in dramas because drama needs stakes, otherwise it's not as powerful drama as it could be. So, um, you know, you have, you have the strong performances of Kevin Spacey and whoever it is that plays Claire. I didn't look up the actress's name, but uh, those are obviously the two sort of big stars of the show. Um, are you a fan of Kevin Spacey? Yeah, he can get really intense sometimes. He's done a lot oh, of stuff yes. that I've liked. Mm. I, uh, I certainly agree with that. Um, so yeah, House of Cards Season 5 is starting soon. It's the 30th of May, so it's just over a month away. Um, do you think you'll watch any of it before that? Uh, I mean, it's always possible I'll mm. do that. Uh, you never know what comes up, so... Mm. I mean, when I sort of heard about, you know, it's this politics show about this guy doing politics stuff, and I didn't really get told or found out a whole lot else, so I was like, okay, I'm not really that personally kind of interested um and then i just sort of started it and uh, just keep kept hearing how hearing how um how sort of good it was and then like did the thing of just press play and just watch the first couple of episodes i'm like okay i know what this so show sort of is and i'm not going to understand all of it but i'm going to be able to follow the story at least um so then i just keep going with it and i've enjoyed it ever since um yeah i'd maybe say to you just uh either start it when season five comes out or during and then just go through the five seasons i've heard that it's the final season although i heard that about three and four as well so i'm not sure i haven't heard anything from from netflix specifically but um yeah that is a show that's coming out soon and i'm looking forward to it um homeland did you watch the newest season of that um homeland is pretty much exclusively on hbo Mm -hmm. uh, here in the states uh, and so you either need HBO as a paid subscription or pay for the HBO Now service uh, to get that. So it's not anything that I have the ability to watch. It kind of falls under the category like uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. I'd actually have to uh, buy the seasons off of iTunes or pay the 15 a month. And that's not really something that I have the ability to do right now. Okay. Are you, are you interested in watching it then? Uh, I'm sure at some point I'll watch it. It's got a lot of actors in it that I'm uh, familiar with and that I like. Uh, just not anything right this second that's uh, that I have the ability to do. Okay. What well, what is it that's stopping you from getting HBO? Is it not like available for money or something? Okay. Uh, just money. How much is HBO? Uh, if you do it through like a cable service, it's something like thirty, forty a month, and if you do it through wow. like the HBO Now, it's like fifteen a month. Uh, I, I mean, technically, it's That's not that expensive. Was, yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's not really that expensive. It's more my ability to pay it. Okay. Which is kind of limited at this point. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was that much. So, um, that's kind of news to my ears. Um, but yeah, the late season was good. Still very much watchable and entertaining in parts. Um, entertaining and good enough for me to keep my investment in. Um... It's a little bit hard to talk about without spoiling, but uh, they had a conclusion to one of the characters' stories, and it wasn't quite as smart as it could have been. Um, there was maybe a small plot hole with it, but the season as a whole was, was pretty good, and the previous seasons have been really good as well. Um, Claire Dane's performance as Carrie is always really good. Um, she always has kind of a breakdown in the episode, but she's got like sort of mental health issues that go with that so uh, that's completely understandable um, especially 
considering one of the things that happens in the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, like I said, I've still enjoyed it. I sometimes background watched parts of it, and then all the parts that were really good, I, I definitely paid attention to. But it's a nice 12 episode run, um, and it's finished its season now. So, um, yeah, I still managed to watch it. And it was, it was still pretty good. So, and I'm still invested in the characters, which is an important thing in in these shows. So. Uh, that's kind of what kept me going with it as well. Um, a British show that I'd like to talk about. Um, Broadchurch. Have you seen Broadchurch? I've seen the first couple episodes of Broadchurch. It came up as like a free episode in iTunes. Um, they also did an American version of it, and I keep meaning to watch it. I oh, just never get around to it. Like, yeah, they like did an American remake. Something? Yeah, kind of like how they did with The Office. Hmm. I've not heard of that at all. The uh, the Broadchurch American remake. What's uh, who, who's it got in it? Uh, give me half a second here, and I will find out the magic of IMDb. Okay, the British version's got um, Olivia Coleman and uh, the awesome David Tennant. If I do say so. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, but yeah, he's he's been pretty awesome in, in a lot of things that I've watched. Like, uh, you know, say what you all about Jessica Jones. He was pretty awesome in that. And um, he did, of course, he did his run as the Doctor. Uh, Olivia Common was in a couple of other things. I think she was in Humans. I might have got that wrong, but I think she was in Humans. And um, yeah, do you like David Tennant? Oh, I, I'm a huge fan of David Tennant. I loved him on The Doctor. He, he gets really dark in the t- couple episodes that I've seen for that. Mm. And uh, Olivia Coleman, she was on an episode of Doctor Who. She was in the episode where Matt oh, Smith yes. premiered. Uh, yeah. But according to IMDb, she's been in a ton of stuff. She's been in the Peep Show, The Great War, oh, People's yeah, Story as a, as a narrator. Yeah. Uh, she was Janet Sloan in Mr. Sloan. Uh, she was in Rev... Uh, she was in uh, 2012, the TV series Exile, Beautiful People. Just, I uh, just like an incredibly long and extensive resume. She deserves it. She's a really good actor. Yeah, sorry. or actress. Sorry. Um, yeah, and I, but that's the final season of Broadchurch. This third season, so I hope I get to see them in. Um, I mean, I'm sure that some agents or you know, whatever, um, look at these two and pick them up because they're incredible. Um, there was a few years ago when David Tennant got like a, I think it was at the National Television Awards over here in Britain, he got like a special recognition thing, that was about two, three years ago, so he definitely deserved that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's awesome, and he's one of the, one of the better parts of Jessica Jones, I, f- I think the actress of Jessica Jones herself was, was pretty good, some of the rest of them weren't quite as good, but the, David Tennant... Yeah. Very much stuck out in that show. So yeah, if you're a fan of the woman that plays Jessica Jones, um, look on a streaming service for a really old show called Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Yeah. It was, was a in, short um, Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, it was a short run show about 2005 or six. I want to say mm. uh, it was kind of like the breakout premiere for uh, Kristen Bell. Uh, basically what it is is Kristen Bell plays the daughter of the ex-sheriff of this town mm-hmm. uh, called Neptune, uh, who he was a sheriff, and then there was a murder that happened, and there was a big scandal involving the murder, and he got ousted as sheriff, and now he's a private eye. 
And so she's a high school student, uh, kind of not not like a moody teen, but she's definitely not like the the cheeriest of sorts. And uh, and she the first season is kind of the murder mystery whodunit of her trying to figure out who killed her friend because she doesn't believe the guy that's in jail for doing it did it. And it only went uh, three seasons, which is unfortunate because it was very well written. If you're a fan of iZombie, then you should definitely check it out because it's the same writer producer Rob Thomas that did that's doing iZombie now, Sweet. that did nice. uh, uh, Veronica Mars. Mm. Uh, very well written female characters. So if you're a fan of that, that's another reason to watch it. Um, I've been looking. I haven't found the American version of Broadchurch. I think they might have like done like a pilot episode, but not released it because it didn't go over very well. So. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, Broadchurch concluded, and there was a bit of a plot hole in terms of the resolution of the story. I could kind of look past it because it still would have worked, but um, it was definitely something to kind of question. Um, but yeah, they're they're both. Uh, brilliant actresses, and um, yeah, I definitely hope to see them in something again soon. So, um, would he be in season two of Jessica Jones? I don't know. I don't know. I know that there is the Defenders coming up, which is the big team up. Mm-hmm. There is I a can't season. Wait for that. Oh, gonna, me neither. Because yeah, you, you've got. I mean, some people have complained about like. These these Netflix Marvel shows having the thirteen episodes and not having enough pace or enough content, um, or not having good enough pace. Sorry, around like episodes eight. So if you put all four of these characters into one show and you have it thirteen episodes, I don't see how you could possibly run out of stuff to do. Because uh, then you've got yeah. like character interactions, and then you can have like characters going off on their own and doing things, and then you can cut in between scenes. Um, so there's plenty for them to be able to do. Um, I, sometimes they do slow down a little bit, but um, I seemed to enjoy Iron Fist more than most other people did. Uh, when some people mentioned particular problems with it, I was like, okay, that's a problem, but they didn't particularly hinder my experience of watching it. What did you, what did you think of, of Iron Fist? I liked it. I liked the fact that uh, they kept it in its own universe, although I would have liked it a little bit more if uh, um, Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, would have at least made a bit of an appearance mm. uh, because they did reference him a couple times and he did have more experience with Madame Gauss, so you yeah. would at least they would have thought... I think, it, I think it's Claire that mentions him, isn't it? She's like, oh, yeah. I have this friend that's da-da-da. Um, Claire mentions him in uh, uh, passing. Madame Gao mentions, you know, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, in terms of those shows, we've got a Punisher standalone 13 episodes that's coming up. Uh, we've got the third season. That? I don't know, but I'm know. interested. Yeah, uh, we got the third season amazing, of so. uh, uh, Daredevil that's coming up. I think that's next year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the Defenders, obviously. Uh, we see if they've got anything on IMDb. Okay. Um, and then I heard Luke Cage started production. Um, so what would be the ones next year? It'd be Daredevil and would it be Jessica Jones? Uh, yeah, they've got season Cage two was on and Iron Fist was recently, so I don't think it'd be either of those two. Yeah, uh, they do have a season two of uh, Jessica Jones on IMDb. Obviously, it's just you know season two episode one, season two episode two. Be the first to add a plot. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
you know, be the first to add a title. Does it so. have, a, have a date next to it? 2018. Okay, so probably will be next year, yeah. Because that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was last year, technically. Yeah, so they probably do, like... Because there's four of them, they'll probably do two a year and, like, rotate them. Which, hey, CW, that's what you should do with these long DC shows. Um, yeah, like, speaking of which, did you see that uh, Cloak and Dagger is getting its own show? I did. I watched the trailer. Did you watch it? I watched it. I'm definitely interested. I know Me next too, to nothing yeah. about those characters. Me too, which is why the show should tell us, I hope, what they're about. Which is, you know, the idea of the show. Yep. So... Because um, that's yeah, kind of what those... I was like with um, Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. I knew a little bit about Iron Fist, but I didn't know that much. I was like, hey, I'll let this TV show just, just tell me what they're about. So, um... Yeah, if you're a fan of the comics, uh, cartoons rather, a lot of those characters have been kind of get been getting introduced in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is a cartoon show. I don't know if it's released in the UK yet. I think it's something, they... something or other. I, I, yeah, it's I through see uh, some like trailers on YouTube and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's through Disney XD, which I don't know why it's it. XD. It just is XD. Uh, but they started it out uh, right after the one of the Avenger movies, mm. uh, not the second one, somewhere between the first one and the second one. Uh, they had basically Spider-Man in high school again, and they introduced a lot of those characters. They had. Uh, uh, Greg Clark, who plays Phil Coulson, do uh, his uh, Coulson character on the show for a couple seasons. And then it's kind of gone into what they call the Web Warriors, where it's basically Spider-Man leading a team through S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so it's kind of like cool. a mini Avengers. Yeah, uh, It's got some decent episodes in it. So Okay, they do a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series as well, which uh, mm-hmm. I saw a short like, clip for the other day. Um, I didn't like Rocket Raccoon to us in that at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are options out there if you'd like them. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to um, I'm just going to say the Avengers, the, uh, Defenders. Almost sounds similar, but, uh, uh-huh. yeah, the Defenders, um, did they have a date for, like, August or November or something? I remember in the Not trailer sure. it had, it had a date, like, in the corner or something. I I'll see if it it's on, like. uh, IMDb. Okay, I think it's said August though, because um, yeah. While, while you're checking it out, what did you think of the of the teaser? Uh, just the four of them in the elevator. I thought that was funny as hell. Mm, especially just Je- like the- Jessica Jones is probably the most like gung ho of them, or the one who can like has the most anger kind of issues. And her to be the one to knock out the camera was uh, was pretty cool. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing is, is on IMDb, it only shows uh, season one, episode one. It doesn't show like an actual like run of it. Okay. Um, and it says 2017, so I don't know if they're gonna do like a movie and just have like one episode of a movie, or if they're actually gonna do like a, a series of episodes. So, okay. but that you know, um, but with it being just like a page, you know. On a, on a website, it's kind of hard to tell what they're going to do with it, so... Yeah, maybe it just hasn't been updated yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that, and then the Punisher... Um, that's, is that this year, you said? Or is that next year? Uh, I think it's this year. One second. Okay. What are you hoping to see in um, in the Punisher? Yeah, yeah, it looks like Punisher's this year, 2017. Uh, wow, just three in one year. To, yeah. Honestly, what I'm just looking for is good writing... I'm not that familiar with the characters. I don't own any of the comics. Uh, so 
as long as they maintain the really good writing and you know kind of plot points that they did with Daredevil and mm. uh, the other shows, I'll be perfectly fine with it. Yeah, me too. Um, I wonder if they, I wonder if they have any Daredevil show up in that because they have a kind of anti-hero relationship almost. Because they had yeah. obviously they had a fight and then they you know um, Punisher helped Daredevil in sort of the season finale. Yeah. Uh, that's actually something that uh, they haven't really been doing is they haven't had this sh- any of the, outside of like Claire, they really haven't had anybody showing up in anybody else's show. Hmm. The only they, one they all... did was uh, they had Luke Cage and some of Jessica Jones, and then they had yeah, um... but that was more to introduce the character of Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. in the series so you mean itself, like, actual like crossover stuff because yeah, obviously um. Punisher is where they introduced Daredevil, but that's another introduction kind of thing, which I like that idea. Um, that's one of my things with like spin-offs is that I like characters to be briefly introduced in other things to kind of help them along a bit. Um, which like an example is like the Black Panther, which was his first like modern day um, cinematic and appearance. Yeah, because uh, he shows up in Civil War, and I'm, I'm like, guess what? I can't wait to see more of that character. And he's getting his own film, so thank you, Marvel. And then it was like, you know, the new Spider-Man shows up, and he doesn't just appear in his new film with this new, newly casted Tom Holland. He shows up in Civil War as well. They briefly introduce him there, and then I'm like, great, I can't wait to see his own film. Um, so yeah, yeah have I, you I seen like that? Uh, do that definitely. Have you seen that video clip that Marvel released through their Twitter feed? No. It was basically a, a quick uh, little behind-the-scenes interview, and it had Chris Pratt, Tom Hollins, and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, I saw that. that was and, a, that and they were on the set that. filming for uh, Infinity War, or whatever yeah. they're going to wind up calling it. Mm, that looks pretty awesome. So I'm guessing this yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to be the last time we see them before Infinity War. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Actually, no, there's the, the Thor movie, Ragnarok. Mm. I mean, in terms of the Guardians themselves. Oh yeah, in terms of the Guardians, yeah. Yeah, because we we'll still have uh, Thor and. Um... Is there another Marvel film this year, or the re- the rest are like Justice League and Wonder Woman, aren't they? So. Uh, mostly they're Justice League and Wonder Woman. I don't think we have really anything because we got Thor, which if you if you kind of follow the trailers, it. I'm gonna go ahead and say this: it's slightly spoilerish, but not really. Okay. Um, the Thor is where we're going to see the final Infinity Stone. Okay, that would, and that then would once we make get sense. Same yeah, and then once we get the uh, final <laughs> stone going, then we're all set for Infinity War. Because mm, that's the last one before um, the next Avengers, so yeah, it would make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't really consider that much of a spoiler. So, um, anything else you want to talk about in regards to this stuff? Uh no. Uh, so let's move on and talk about. Um, we did. We do these next two shows. We do have separate podcasts for. So please go and check them out. Uh, what did you think of the season of The Walking Dead? I liked it. Um, as like I said previously, the character of Negan is one that we've been wanting for for a while, yeah. and the character of okay. Ezekiel is one that I didn't know that I wanted, but now that he's in there, I want to. I want his character in the show really bad. Because they're both, like, super charismatic leaders, but mm. in, like, the po- complete polar opposite way. And they both do what they need to do to keep their community going and keep their, you know, their family, essentially their family alive, which is what 
to be fair, which is what Rick's been doing. Um, but he's been doing it kind of haphazardly all over the random ass place. Mm. Whereas these guys have like a fixed community and they're they're set in everything that they do. Yeah. Um, and Negan is just such an extreme version of an alpha. It's not even funny. Mm. What would you think of Jeffrey as, as Negan? I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, I Me first too. saw him yeah. on uh, TV show uh, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Which has had, was... some, had some winks to this particular show recently. Oh, uh, yeah. As I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, basically what it is is he played the two main characters' father. So the two main characters are Sam and Dean Winchester. Yep. And the first couple, three seasons, he played their father. Although he didn't have, like, a super recurring role. He was just, like, a little bit here, a little bit there. Okay. Um, and they winked to it a little bit in the this season of Supernatural to where the, the whole thing of Supernatural is, like, monsters are real, and they go and fight them. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in a, a couple episodes back of Supernatural to where they're walking in, and one of them's got a baseball back with with a barbed wire wrapped mm-hmm. around it. Yep, so far. And, cool. and the character says, "This is Dad would really love this. <laughs> and then they leave it on the table and just kind of walk away, and they just, like, fix zoom on it and just have it focused on that baseball bat for a good four or five seconds. Nice, nice. And a few, se- a few episodes before that, when they announced that uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan had been cast as Negan, in that scene, they had an old picture, you know, quote-unquote old picture of their dad, and he was in a baseball uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, that, like that, that standard yeah. uh, baseball card pose to where, you know, you've got a bat, so now uh look like you're getting ready to take a swing. Mm-hmm. He certainly was. Um, yeah, and uh, I remember seeing somebody post that picture on Facebook, and they were like, look, Supernatural tried to warn us. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um... I, I won't give too much of my thoughts, mainly because I gave my thoughts on 16 different podcasts this year. Because, um, of course, there's 16 different episodes. But I feel like they just need to hurry things up a little bit. Um, and, you know, there's certain things this season that they included that weren't in the books. Um, that's you know, things like the scavengers and um, the ocean side and then Daryl getting captured and um, Eugene kind of sort of converting to Negan's team, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, how do you feel about the show's pacing? I think it's hopefully finally getting ready to start to pick up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you that it is kind of plodding along a little bit. Um, but to be fair, there's a lot of things that are different from the comics. Like mm. in the comics, uh, Rick chops his arm, has to chop his arm off for some reason. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if it was something that Negan made him do or if it was something because he got bit. Um, and I only know of that because the Walking Dead uh, tablet game that I was telling you about, Road to Survival, mm actually yeah. has the Rick character oh, there's missing that arm. The comics that you could easily be spoiled at by just looking at like you yeah. know, just by googling stuff and like from figures um, which you know have certain different like things mm-hmm. that happen to the character and like the other day I brought um, the figure for Jesus the new character that got introduced um, well he wasn't introduced last season but he's still relatively new and had them like in like a different outfit, and I was like, "Yeah, this is from like 
the time skip thing and I was like so you wouldn't necessarily see that as a spoiler in like the book you may just walk in you might just walk into a comic book shop one day and just see a character look different and be like okay I wonder how this character looks like that and you now know that that's a possibility um or yeah even from like posters and and all sorts of things like that um I think Walking Dead is one of the easiest things to maybe get spoiled on um in terms of mm-hmm. that sort of thing and like um uh, and I mean just from things like Scott Gimple tweeting out like I'll look out on our show tonight there's going to be a tiger and I'm like why are you tweeting that out like you should just let that be a sort of, and that was in the trailer as well and it's sort of like you guys should just leave this stuff to be more surprises. I mean, there's certain future things that are coming up. I'm like, I hope you guys just don't just show these in trailers because these are things you should be leaving for surprises. So, um, it's a case of they have the right stuff there. They have the story there. They just need to maybe manage and edit how they show us the story. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories of, of all time, The Walking Dead's comic and, and TV show story. Um, so I've certainly got no issues with the actual content, it's just maybe the way the content is being told to us, um, and it's from, just from basic things like having too many singular or single focused episodes on locations, and just maybe, maybe editing that sort of stuff differently, and sort of just changing up the pacing a little bit as well, um, that, that, that kind of thing. And I do understand that, but that falls into the category of being able to draw it versus having to script it, block mm-hmm. it, craft the um, the props, and shoot it. So yeah. that's kind of the differences with that. I'm, I mean, it's an interesting thing. Is do you, do you read the comics? I don't. I really don't have time to read comics. Uh, I definitely don't have money to read comics. Because they right. can get really yeah. expensive really yeah. damn quick. Yeah, I remember when I was I picked up like ten different uh, series, and I was like, I'm not reading all of these. I don't particularly care about as many of them, and then I just sort of stopped reading some of them. Because um, you go in a comic book store and you look at the new comic section, or like the previous month, there's so much stuff, which is good in terms of option and variety. Certainly, that's not the problem. But in terms of like volumes of content goodness me there's so many but then again if kind of all you want to do is read comics and watch a couple of shows here and there then you're certainly not short on content so um but yeah i feel like it's a it's an interesting thing with like having read up to the current point in the comics and watching the show in terms of you know the places they're going to go to and you already know sort of the story it's just a case of waiting to get there it's a little bit like the Gotham thing, but with Gotham, you don't know how it's going to be told or what ideas they have, because there's not, like, the Gotham comic book thing related directly to the show. The show's its own thing in terms of Gotham, whereas with Walking Dead, it has these checkpoints to get to, and if you've read that particular book, you know what those checkpoints are, and it's a case of waiting for those. Do, do you get what, where like I'm coming from with that? Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you want to say with The Walking Dead? Uh, no, I think they ended it on a great, not cliffhanger, but a great yeah, pause point. Yeah, a nice, point. calm, not like, who died this year sort of thing. Um, more more sort of a, this thing happened, let's just come back and wait for the resolution sort of thing. So, um, I mean, it yeah. was a bit of a ratings game last year with that of 
trying to get people interested and getting people to guess for six months, which they did. I saw countless Facebook posts this time last year of like, who did he kill? This is why he killed and this is why he did it. And like, you know, Norman Reedus bought a new house. It must be him or uh, Stephen Young has signed on for a something else and he is going to be him or Andrew Lincoln has been spotted somewhere it must be him um, yep. that that sort of thing which you know it certainly has some obsessive fans which you can kind of leave them to their own kind of thing but um, yeah it, it's fun to kind of sit back and, and watch the guessing game sometimes so. it also inspired some really messed up things mm. uh, do you do Snapchat at all? I used to I used to follow a couple of people on it but then I got a new phone and haven't downloaded it, so. Yeah, well, when the the Walking Dead season premiered, there was a story that hit a couple days later. Uh, somebody spoiled it, like, you know, did a Snapchat of themselves pointing their finger, and it just said, you know, Glenn dies. Yeah. And snapped it to all her friends that were, like, in a different time zone and weren't watching it live. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, the response was that somebody found out and uh, egged her house. Like so, you just take a bunch yeah, of raw eggs and chuck it at their don't house. Spoil stuff for people in terms of in terms of that. So especially yeah, not like don't... over social media, sort of like that. Especially with such a big thing, like yeah. But don't egg somebody's house either. That's just stupid. Yeah. And a waste of food. Mm, true. Um, but yeah, in terms of those particular spoilers, I mean, like if you have if you have managed to stay spoiler free and you haven't caught up till now, then I don't know how on earth you've managed to do that, but. Uh, yeah, I would assume that if you're in, at all interested in Walking Dead, you would have you'd have at least found out in some way, shape, or form by now. So, um, let's move on and talk about uh, the second show that we have a podcast for as well, Twenty Four Legacy. Did you watch any of this at all? I have not. I didn't watch any Twenty Four past the third season. Okay. Uh, just because the third season kind of annoyed me, and it's weird that that was so long ago, but I still very specifically remember what annoyed me about it. Because you had the first season, which was awesome. It was very good. Yeah. And then you had the the third, the second season, which was kind of the same as the first season, but not to the point to where it bothered me. And then you had the third season, uh, and I forget which episode it was. It was, like, really close towards the uh, third or fourth uh, episode. You had some character that was clearly a bad guy and clearly doing, you know, shenanigans. And he was talking to the bad people, and he's like, okay, I'll talk to you later, or some nonsense. Mm. And he walked out of the room, and he was in the uh, CTU. He was in the counterterrorism unit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, you just had that whole thing in the first two seasons, with basically the second in command being a plant and a mole. How do you let that happen again? How do you not do the most like extreme background vetting of a character? Mm. And yeah, I was, on on one of our recent episodes of Twenty Four, we kind of pointed out like security for the plot kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which kind of relates to this as well. Which has been, I don't know if it's a problem for the show or just something that that is there, but uh, it's certainly a thing with the show. So yeah, and when that happened, I was just kind of like, "All right, I'm out. I'm done. I ain't watching this no more." Okay, that's uh, it's up to you. Um, but yeah, we have each uh, po- we have podcasts on each episode of the first season of Twenty Four Legacy. Um, I have um, enjoyed it so far. I know that obviously you know no Jack this season. We've had to kind of get used to Eric, uh, who's played by Corey Hawkins, who played Heath 
um, or plays because he hasn't hasn't quite died. He's just sort of gone off and ran off, basically run off of the show to go and in, go into this one. So um, yeah, the show is yet to be renewed. It has concluded in the US. It's they've got two episodes left here, so we'll see how the how it wraps up. Um, but I have enjoyed it so far. Um, we've got three things left to talk about. Um, and then of course we got our our um suggestion thing that we we uh spoke about in our DC's Legends episode, so we'll get to that at the end. Um have you seen a show called F is for Family? It's on Netflix Netflix original. Haven't heard of it at all. Okay. Um it wasn't one that I've seen a lot of people talk about. Um it was one that kind of Netflix just sort of showed. Like you know when they had their like spotlight thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Okay, this is pretty short." It was like six thirty-minute episodes. I was like, "Yeah, I can, I can quite easily watch that." Um, it's like an angsty family. It's like a, it's an animated cartoon. It's like an angsty family where they all have their own problems, um, and they kind of they clearly acknowledge each other's problems and sort of further like argue about that so it's quite an anger like comedy thing but it's still very funny and then you have situations where characters mess up and that leads to bigger things and then you had like a halloween episode um where i think it was like the the child of uh the, the son of the family was like afraid to go outside and like he's having this like funny kind of horror moment of he can see all these people dressed up as like different halloween characters and like he gets his own sort of like horror thing going on with that um and then like you have an episode where the dad goes to buy a tv and then he doesn't get insurance and then it breaks for i think it was like some sort of magnet thing that caused it to break um and then like he has to deal with that and then like you have the whole like public kind of embarrassment thing because you have to go back to the store and deal with that so um, I don't know if I'm making it sound as funny or as interesting as it is, but it's, you know, these characters and people aren't real, and you can pretty easily laugh at their their awkward kind of angsty, funny situations. Um, does it sound any, any good to you? Uh, I'd ha- honestly, I'd have to see the trailer. Yeah, you'd probably, Normally, you'd probably have to watch it in order to get more of, an idea of it than what I may be explaining, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. What, what well, it's just me? that normally I'm not a big a fan of angst, so mm. it, it's like a controlled, funny version of that. Um, most of it flows through maybe the parents because they have their own like you know midlife crisis sort of situations and how they deal with that and like what they want to do with their lives and how they sort of deal with those situations um so it's it's very funny and i enjoyed it quite a bit and um the second season actually launches on the same day as house of cards it's on the on the 30th of may um so netflix will have uh, a nice double on that day um so yeah, i'm looking forward to that and i will uh, talk about season two once i've seen it um when we do our next TV podcast, whenever that is. Um, another Netflix Netflix show which I finished last night um, is called Girl Boss. Have you seen this at all on Netflix? I haven't heard of it. Haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, I seem to find these little things that uh, on Netflix that people haven't necessarily heard of. Um, so I, I explained this on the Geek Town podcast I did yesterday with David. It's basically 
Um, this woman is living in some part of America. I'm not sure exactly where. Uh, and she gets fed up with her job in, in a shoe shop. And um, she buys this jacket. And she says to this guy, how much, how much is this? And she buys it for £8. And she says, you know, if I buy this off of you for eight, $8, sorry. If I buy this off of you for $8, I'll also give you some business advice. And he says, okay, fair enough, what is it? Um, and then she goes on this, you know, intellectual kind of explanation as to what this jacket is and why it's worth so much. And he's like, um, she's like, so know what your stuff is worth kind of thing. Um, in in a, a pretty funny way, and then she goes home, and then she makes this small little eBay account, and she sells the jacket for six hundred dollars. So quite a massive um profit she makes on that, and then she gets this sort of moment in her head where she's like, um, kind of why haven't I done this before? I know all this stuff about um clothes, and like I should maybe start doing this. The part of it that interested me was not obviously as much like the fashion part but more of like how's her business gonna go and how is it gonna affect people around her and how is it gonna affect her and where's it going to go um obviously i won't spoil exactly where it goes um and then sort of like you know she starts buying loads and loads and loads of clothes and gets loads and loads of demand and then she's like laying on her bed which has money all over it um and it sort of goes from there, basically. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, because it's only short, and um, that's, ki that's kind of the basic premise for it, and it was more, for me, like, how does it affect these characters, and what, what are these characters going to be like, and then there's, like, a flashback episode, which basically explains why you should care about a particular re relationship, and it worked, um, and that helped the show a lot going forward in those particular episodes. Um, does it sound like anything you'd be interested in? I might check it out at some point. Okay. They're about, yeah, they're about 24 minutes an episode, and it, it can get a little bit girly and a little bit fashion-y, and I could kind of look past that, because it doesn't, it doesn't belabor those points too much, or sit on those points for too long. Um, it does kind of focus more on, like, the characters and the fashion business and stuff. Uh, there's a couple of, like cringy sort of moments where it's like okay this com this character is acting a little bit w funny weird but like in a way that makes you a little bit uncomfortable but it, again it doesn't sit on those annoying moments for me anyway for too for too long at, uh, one in one particular go um so yeah, I, i'd recommend it it's uh, like i said it's a nice short series I, i'm noticing a lot of nice short netflix comedies which i can seem to work my way through within a couple of days or so um, so yeah, that's Girl Boss. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, I haven't heard anything about a second season, but it's only just come out, so, um, I wouldn't have expected to just yet. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about, uh, Colin sent us a tweet regarding, uh, Samurai Gourmet, which was the mm -hmm. show that you suggested, and, um, he also talked about Netflix's Glitch, which was a show I suggested. So basically what we did was at the end of our uh, season 2 wrap up for Legends of Tomorrow we talked about Netflix's Glitch and Samurai Gourmet. Both of them are, um, I think you said that, ne that Samurai Gourmet was, was it an ex original exclusive on Netflix? It was original exclusive on Netflix. It is based off of a manga out of Japan. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, 
and then yeah, Netflix's glitch is the other um, Netflix original exclusive. Um, yeah, so Colin said the Japanese one reminded me of um, a bad 90s BBC education program. Uh, he doesn't say which one it was. Um, he says similar soundtrack, similar way it was filmed, similar voiceover. Um, and he also said that he enjoyed um, Netflix's glitch, which he called it like the Irish um, TV show, which is funny because there's, there's a particular Irish character that, let's just say his personality sticks out a bit more than the rest of them, and he's a, he's a bit more bubbly and a, a, bit, a bit more sort of adventurous than some of the other characters. Um, th these are the characters that um, are the ones that I guess you could say get resurrected. They basically just climb out of their graves and are alive. It's kind of a, a, as simple as it maybe sounds. Um, so what I'm going to do, seeing as this is um, the first time we're bringing this up in the TV podcast, what I'm going to do now is... Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about these two shows? Did you watch any uh, of Glitch? Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch Glitch. I've been uh, kind of wrapped up with some other stuff recently. Okay. So. Okay. What I think we could do is the next time we plan a TV podcast, if I watch... Um, let's say I watch one episode of The Samurai Gourmet and you watch the first of uh, Netflix's Glitch, and then maybe we can come back and have a discussion. Uh, so not not necessarily the entire the entire of, of both um, seasons, but uh, just sort of the pilot episodes. Um, and then we can come back and have a discussion about that. Um, so what we could do is, if you tweet at us at eTalkUK or send an email to entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com uh, Regarding your thoughts on these two shows, again, you don't have to necessarily watch the entire season because we'll just talk about the uh, two pilot episodes. So send in your thoughts about those uh, if you have any um, and what I'm going to do now is, uh, I'll tell you where you can find us, and then after I've said that, I'm going to put at the end of this podcast the discussion we had in the previous DC episode, so that you can kind of get our feedback from those. Um, so yeah, you can follow us uh, by heading over to entertainmenttalk.org, that is the website. You can follow us on Twitter at eTalkUK. Uh, you can send an email to entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com and uh, lastly if you'd like to support these projects that we're doing or would like to redeem a reward for a specific review you can head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk so I'm going to cut to the conversation that we have um, we'll see you next time on the next piece of content in the meantime enjoy the conversation goodbye now we can go ahead and just move into it So okay so uh, what, what was it you wanted to uh, talk about uh, well, the idea that I had was something that we can talk about when uh, we're in a situation like now where there's not a lot going on. Mm -hmm. uh, the like name to, uh, to end and cool down, yeah. Yeah, and cool down, and plus it's something you never know where it can go. Um, this is a show that completely popped up absolutely randomly on my Netflix feed. You know how when you're in Netflix and it'll say, because you watch this or because you watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was just kind of flipping through because I hadn't uh, seen anything new in a while. Mm. And this com came completely out of nowhere. It's a show called uh, Samurai Gourmet. Okay. And what it is is it's based off of a manga strip out of Japan. Um, but it's completely unlike anything I've ever seen before. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars uh, an actor by the name of uh, Noto Takanaka, uh, who plays Takeshi Kasumi. And what he is, is he is a 60-year-old man living in Japan. And the episode opens up, and it's the first day of his retirement. So he, you know, has worked all his life, you know, you know, been a good person, you know, followed the rules, uh, you know, worked hard, saved hard, and now he's retired. And ha- now he's like, what the hell do I do with my time? Because I don't know how that applies to most people. My dad, growing up, worked crazy hours. I mean, he worked, you know, 50, 60 hours a week pretty mm-hmm. much until he retired. Um, and so this show resonates a lot with me because I saw my dad go through this whole thing. Okay. You don't Fine really on. realize yeah. how much time you have on your hand until you have all of it. Right. And right. the the reason why I called the the segment uh, easy to binge is because it's only twelve episodes, and they're only about twenty minutes long per episode, so you can knock the whole thing out in about four hours. Okay. Is this a Netflix original, or did you just find it on, uh, on Netflix? It doesn't say Netflix original, okay. but so it might not be on the UK, but it also might be. Cause, yeah, because you, you have some some different things on uh, on Netflix. Like we still get all the originals and some of the standalone stuff, but some of it is is a bit different. Um, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll have I'll have a look for it and see uh, see if I like it. Yeah, and the basic premise of the show is you know he's retired, and so he's got all this time on his hand, and so he's just kind of wandering around doing nothing, and then he'll see something related to food, which is where the Gork May comes in. And then that triggers a memory of something from his past, and he kind of rediscovers his life socially uh, through food. And then something will happen to where he'll be put in like uh, and more in from a passive perspective to an actor perspective. Yeah. And he doesn't really know how to act, and so in his mind, the whole scene kind of time travels to 16th century Japan, where there's like a Master of Samurai would go around and just kind of be their own man and be more of an alpha uh, to the beta that he kind of is. And then that scene plays out in his head, but they act it out, obviously. And then he kind of goes from there. And okay. it's it's just so oddly different. It's like hauntingly uh, melancholy, and I, I really enjoyed it. So um, for the people that are listening to the show, I'd love for you to watch it. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but just like watch an episode or two. And then just tweet at the show at you know eTalk UK. Tell us what you think. Um, you might think I'm cr- might think I'm crazy, which you know the jury's still out on that. <laughs> um, but I'd love some feedback on it because I'm kind of curious if this is just me because of my experiences. Because I was h- hanging around my dad when he retired, okay. and he retired pretty young. He retired at 56. It's kind of a weird sort of circumstances to where the company that he was working at at the time okay. uh, was getting bought out by another company. And so they were, you know, trying to reduce staff and reduce costs and whatnot. And they offered him, you know, almost all of his pension. So he was kind of in the position of, uh, do I take, you know, 95% of my pension and retire now at age 56? Or do I work nine more years for that other 5%? I mean, you really don't need to be Stephen Hawking to do that math. Okay. Cool. And so he retired, and he just like went from working, you know, fifty, sixty hours a week to just having all of his time. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple of shows I could uh, suggest for because your your idea is like short binges that you you could kind of do. 
Um, yeah, something you can knock out in a day. Um, and what I will do as well, if we, if we do get feedback on uh, what, what you requested or, or feedback in general, I'll do it on the next TV podcast that we do, which should be in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And what I'll, what I'll also do is, um, in case you don't watch Legends of Tomorrow, I will copy and paste the audio from this to the end of that podcast. Uh, so that if you are interested in that, uh, you, that you don't miss it. Um, and of course, if we get feedback after that one, then I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll sort of forward it. I, I think you get what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the show that I watched recently, uh, I did tweet about it as well. It might be a little buried because it, it was a little bit of a time ago. Um, it was called Glitch. It was also on Netflix. It's only six episodes. They're about 42. From what I remember, they're about 42 minutes. Um... It is possible for me to spoil the show, but I, I'm of course not going to. It, I, I mean that in the way of like, it's not too short that nothing really happens. There are some pretty big things that happen. Uh, but the basic premise is that uh, you have, I think it's six people. I think it was six. It might have been seven. Um, but these six people basically come out of their graves and are alive for no particular reason. I thought that will maybe be explained in season two. Although, if there was an answer that I perhaps missed or didn't quite catch, then you'll maybe catch that in the first season. But yeah, they they basically just literally get out of their graves. It's as crazy as it sounds. And this young uh, teenage boy, uh, possibly about the same age as me, maybe a bit older, I'm not particularly sure. Um, I think he's riding home and he he sees this happen in front of him and obviously he's like, what the hell is going on? Um, and he, you know, calls the police and says, you know, there's, uh, not really a disturbance, but he says, you know, you need to get here now, because obviously this crazy thing is happening. Um, and, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but, uh, one of the people that comes out of the graves is one of the police officer's wives that turns up, because one of the police officers turns up, and then he eventually calls the ambulance so that they can get him back to the hospital, and that they can, you know, figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and kind of, um, it basically shoots off from there, and then there's this other police officer, he gets involved, and he deals with the situation in his own way, and then you have some, like, flashbacks, and they try and remember and work out how they died, and that's sort of part of their backstories each, um, and then there's, there's another particularly weird thing that happens, which I can't say because of spoilers, um, but yeah, I think it was a nice short run that I finished in just over a week. The weakest episode is maybe the fourth one, but after that it really does kind of kick off into its finale um, and sort of go from there. Uh, so that's one suggestion. Um, I can't think off the top of my head of, of another one in particular. There's obviously some, some Netflix shows that are out there that are quite short. Um, I mean, like the first season of Into the Badlands is pretty short. Um... A recommendation that I've had, which I've kind of put on hold, is uh, Firefly, which I, I'm sure you, you've heard of. Um, which was, of course, 12 episodes of film, and that finished. So that's another little suggestion. Um, but yeah, one, one of my main me- recommendation is uh, Netflix Glitch. So, um, have you seen that at all? Uh, that pops up as well every now and then, but I couldn't get a, a sense that if it was Glitch in terms of like sci-fi or Glitch in terms of... You know, horror jump scares, and I'm not a big horror slash it's jump really, scare guy. I, I think you're fine, though. It's not really in, like, the horror jump scare kind of thing. It's much more in, like, the storytelling 
mystery sort of and you know how much i like mystery i've mentioned that several times before um which is one of the reasons inside was my game of the year last year um so yeah, it's got a lot of that kind of mystery and like what just what the hell is going on sort of thing uh so yeah that, that's my my suggestion anything else you want to, to say uh, no, I think we should do like one each, and then see what kind of feedback we get from the audience. Okay. So uh, you what, know, maybe they'll have a of your one again. A samurai gourmet. Samurai. And gourmet. I okay. was looking it up, and I really don't think it's a Netflix original. I think it was just something that randomly got added to Netflix. Okay. Um, it is all in Japanese, but it is all dubbed. I mean, not dubbed. It's subtitled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll kind of have to pay attention to the scene and to the subtitling, but it doesn't go by. You know, super, super quick, and they do the one thing which I always like when you're doing subtitles is they have uh, they don't have it like opaque to the the scene so that you have like a little nice block text so that you can read it because that's always been a problem sometimes with subtitling to where you'll have like white letters and then the background will be white and so you can't exactly read the word. Okay. So they do opaque that out. There's a, there's a couple of scenes in Glitch that has subtitles, like one or two, but for the most part it's uh in you know british or american british whatever um so yeah those are our suggestions if you guys want to watch any of the episodes in between now and i think not next week maybe the week after we'll do a tv podcast so uh either get either if you listen to this part um give your feedback in then if not then you'll have to give it in for the, for the one after uh which will be a few so in a couple of weeks we'll do a tv podcast and i think a few weeks after once um once the DC shows and once 24 wraps up, which should be the end of May, uh, we'll, we'll do another uh, TV podcast and then hopefully fully kind of speak about the feedback because then it will all be available to to everyone in in a kind of separate sense. Uh, so yeah, it's Netflix's Glitch, which is, that's a Netflix original and the show that you, uh, sorry, I've forgotten the name again, the, the show that you mentioned. Samurai Gourmet. Samurai Gourmet. So look up those two. Uh, watch. You don't have to watch all of both of them, but uh, watch a couple of episodes, let us know what you think, and give your feedback. Um, so yeah, speaking of feedback and stuff, you can find uh, you can find us on the web at entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us on Twitter, as Robert said, at eTalkUK. Um, I wanted to give a quick update as well. Mixler is shutting down its free service, so I will no longer be using that, as of course, you know, I didn't use it for this episode. Uh, so I'll be finding another live audio thing and I'll let you guys know when I find something. So Mixer.com and slash Entertainment Talk is no longer. Just don't worry about it. I won't be using it again. So it's kind of unfortunate, but uh, I shall find a solution soon. Uh, if you want to send in any emails, you can send them to entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com. And lastly, if you'd like to support these projects that we're doing, um, I did a ukulele first impressions video earlier this week, <coughs> as well as... Um, explaining why i feel breaking bad is the best tv show so you can go and check those out as well uh so if you want to support these projects you can head over to entertainment so you can head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk thank you very much for listening and as always we'll see you on the next piece of content goodbye goodbye